This morning, I'm going to talk to you about trust. About trust and about, about our, well, just about our spiritual lives, the way we should come before the Lord. A few weeks ago, I talked to you about free indeed. We talked about repenting. We talked about leaving our sins behind and walking towards the cross. Y'all remember that sermon? Um, that uh, I'm going to piggyback off that today because oftentimes when we we, we kind of look in outside, we look to other things instead of looking inside. We see problems going on. We see things going on and we look at those problems. And we look how other people could do better at handling those problems. And we forget to look at the only person we can actually control is us. The only ones that we can actually control, the only ones we can change is, is us. Um, growing up, I don't know if y'all got in trouble any, but I, I did a little bit. Um, not often. <laughs> well, My mom's watching, so I'm, I'm going to be careful. But did you ever, when you were growing up, ever get in trouble? And you knew you were in trouble. You knew you were caught. And you started talking about what everybody else was doing. Yeah, I may have done that, but at least I didn't do this. Yeah, I did that, but that's not as bad as what so-and-so did. Have you ever done that? You start comparing yourself to other people. School, sometimes it's the same way. If a, if a kid does something they're not supposed to do, they want to tell you what everybody else is doing instead of focusing on, on their behavior, what they can correct. We're the same way. We're the same way. We do it in our minds. We justify so many things. We think, you know what, but at least we're doing this and we're not doing that sin. We're doing this, but we're not stealing. We're doing this, but we're not. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is, you know, if we trust in ourselves, which when we're making excuses, when we're comparing ourselves to other people, that means we're trusting ourselves. We're trusting on what we're doing. Instead, instead of trusting what Christ has done before. Or done before, before, that if we put our trust there, we'll never be disappointed. But I don't care how good your character is, you cannot rely on it for your salvation. Let's, let's put it that way. And now, good character is great. It's what we strive for, but... The only way we can have our salvation is through trusting in, in, in Christ. I'm going to read a parable from Luke 18, 9 through 14. And that's kind of the message I want you to have in your head. The, the thought I want you to have in your head is, um, yeah, I'm bad, but at least I'm not that bad. Um, with some middle schoolers, I have a little game. If, so, if I'm talking to someone about their behavior, and they say somebody else is doing something or it was somebody else's fault, I say, yeah, but no, 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 but he's touching me or whatever. You know, I just make a joke out of it. I don't want to hear what anybody else is doing. I want to hear what you're doing. So again, that's the thought I want you to have. When, when we come to Christ, when we come to the Father with a repentant heart, he don't want to hear about other people's sin. He knows about it. He wants to hear how we are repentant. And again, in Luke 18, verses... 9 through 14, Jesus says, He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves 
that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, and even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all my income. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, being willing to listen to us, Lord. Thank you for, um, for loving us so much that, that you forgive us, Lord. I just pray today that we, we, look at, uh, we look at ourselves, Lord. We do a self-examination just to see how much more we can trust you every day, Lord. Nothing we do on our own is good enough, Lord. The only way that we uh, are good enough to be in your presence is because of your love and what you've done for us. Lord, I just pray that uh, this morning that your words flow through me. Lord, if not, they flow in spite of me, Lord, that everyone here and listening at home receives the message that you intend for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I like stories. I like telling stories. I like hearing stories. I I relate to stories. And and when I read the parables, it kind of makes the Scripture come alive for me because that's the way I learn. I learn through stories, and I teach through telling stories, but you all have never noticed that, I know. Um, But I rely a whole lot on it, sometimes maybe too much. But this morning I want to just begin by asking you a couple of questions. The first one is, who do you trust? And the second one is, who do you compare yourself to? Who do you trust and who do you compare yourself to? You see, a Pharisee was a very religious, was very religious. He belonged to a group of Jews that went to extremes trying to obey laws. And there's nothing wrong with obeying laws. There's nothing wrong with following the rules, okay? Don't get me wrong. But he was very strict in his lifestyle, but he was often self-righteous and critical of others. Have you known any church people like that? Don't answer, don't raise your hand, no. Um, The tax collector, on the other hand, the tax collector, on the other hand, tax collectors were considered immoral. They were considered immoral. They often grossly overcharged people as they collected taxes. You see, they were not viewed favorably by society. Society treated them with disdain. So you got the Pharisee who church people looked up to, then you've got the tax collector, who everybody knew he was a tax collector, and they looked at him a lot differently. You see, each man's prayer was different as well. You see, the Pharisee's prayer mentions what he's done. He starts telling the Lord everything that he's done. He starts giving, telling the Lord everything that he's done in his life. How he fasts, how he, he, he gives a tenth of his, 
of his income. He starts telling the Lord how good he is. He said, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. He's a me, me, me. He's thinking about what he's done for himself. He's only looking to what he has done until he starts looking at bad things. Then he starts looking outside. Instead of looking inside, that's when he starts looking at other people. But at least I'm not like, hmm. To understand this parable, we have to remember, we have to go back to the first verse that I read. And it, t- Jesus tells us who this parable is intended for. And it's intended for those who trusted in themselves. Again, the Pharisee's prayer was a prayer that he put trust in himself. He put trust in his good deeds. He put trust in what he had done. He was self-serving. He was attempting to tell God how good he was. But notice the difference between it and the prayer of the tax collector. The tax collector was standing off afar. And he would even look up to heaven. He didn't feel righteous enough to even look up at heaven. But he beat his breast. He said, God, be merciful on me, a sinner. Be merciful on me, a sinner. When he starts talking about his shortcomings, he don't talk about anybody else's. Lord, be merciful on me. He doesn't say, yeah, but at least I'm not like him. He just says, be merciful on me. See, it's obvious that he recognized his guilt. And he stood far away. He acknowledged his sins and asked God's mercy. He was asking God to forgive him. You see, the lesson in this story, the lesson of the Pharisee and the tax collector is this. It says Jesus tells his audience what they needed to learn from the story. He says, I tell you this. This man, the tax collector, went down to his home justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. You see, the tax collector was not justified by any of his deeds, but he had a repentant heart. He was humble in his approach. He acknowledged his sin. And by his faith in God demonstrated demonstrated who he was. You see, he called out for God for his mercy and forgiveness. Not for God to look at him and see all the good things he's done. He only called for his mercy and forgiveness. You see, this lesson, in this lesson, the tax collector went to his home justified. The tax collector was justified. By his faith in God, not his faith in himself. He trusted in the Lord. He didn't trust in himself. He didn't trust in his own good deeds. He called upon God for his mercy and forgiveness. You see, the Bible often speaks of being justified, made free from guilt by faith. Romans 3.28 says, For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. Some people think they can be justified and be made innocent in God's sight by doing good deeds. You see, we have that reversed. We have that reversed. We don't do good deeds to be justified. 
We don't do good deeds to gain favor with God. You see, we do good deeds because we have been justified. Because we do have favor with God. God looks upon us with love. That's why we do good deeds. It's not to gain favor. It's to show other people the favor. It's to show other people how good God is. The things that we do, I, I just talked about delivering food. If we do that out of our own self-righteousness and say, hey, look at what we've done, look what we've done. No, we, we, we can't do that. We do that because we love God so much. He's provided for us. And we do it to show people God's love. If we're doing it for any other reason, we're, we're wasting our time. Again, we do it to show God's love, not to pat ourselves on the back. Romans 4, 5 through 8 says, but to, one, but to one who without works trusts him who justifies the ungodly, such faith is reckoned in righteousness. So also David speaks of blessedness of those whom God's reckoning righteous apart from works. He says, blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one against whom the Lord will not reckon sin. You see, the tax collector repented. He acknowledged his sin and asked for God's mercy and justification. He didn't compare his sin to other people's sin. He knew that he, the only sin that he needed to reconcile when he came before the Father was his own sin. In the conclusion of the parable, Christ reminds us that everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. And everyone who humbles himself will be exalted. Verse 14 says the tax collector was humble and was repentant. He was the one justified. The Pharisee was not humble, but was quite proud, so he was not justified. The Bible often speaks of the need to avoid pride. Proverbs 8.13 Says, but God does, does give grace to the humble. It promises that God gives grace to the humble. And then the Apostle James wrote, but he gives more grace there. Therefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. In other words, when we come down with a repentant heart, when we're humble and, and not prideful, God lifts us up. The Father lifts us up. That's why we go to him in prayer. Peter reiterated these thoughts. He says, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. You see, the Pharisee and the tax collector were kind of typical attitudes during this time. One man was full of pride and was self-righteous. The other was humble, and he recognized his sins, and he asked God to have mercy and to justify him. This morning, we have a choice. We can be one or the other. We can be prideful, or we can be humble. The choice is ours. If we want to trust in ourselves, there's some disappointment that will come with it, but we want to put our trust in God.
will never be disappointed. I want to ask you the two questions I started with. Who do you trust? And who do you compare yourself to? See, we do have that choice to make. Do we want to trust in how we compare to others? And how we can follow them? Or do we want to trust in what Christ has done for us? I want to repeat that. Do we want to trust in ourselves and compare ourselves to others? Or do we want to put our faith and trust in Christ and what he's done for us? You see, Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. He died for our sins and was resurrected. You see, by doing this, he fulfilled the law. Don't mistake in that. Don't, don't, be, don't uh, make a mistake and say, okay, he fulfilled the law. The law, we're still supposed to follow rules. But we're supposed to do it out of love, not out of duty. Who do you trust? If you're here today and you're putting your trust in yourself, if you're putting your trust in yourself, it's not too late. You can make the choice today to put your trust in Him. If you're here today and you've never made that decision, to put that trust in Christ. It's not too late for that either. Christ will welcome you in open arms when you come with a repentant heart. When we ask him for, to forgive our sins, we don't compare ourselves to anybody else. We ask God to forgive our sins. He can make us whole. Not by anything we can do. Only by what he's already done for us. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, uh, for loving us. Thank you for uh, forgiving us, Lord. I just pray that every day, Lord, I come before you humbly. I come, for you, come before you for your mercy, Lord, not to show you all the good things that I've done, Lord, but to say I'm not good enough to be in your presence. But thank you for saving my soul through what Christ has done. Lord, I pray that uh, when I fall short, I don't compare myself to anyone else, Lord. You're the only one that can save my soul. You're the only one that can forgive my sins, Lord. I just pray that I come to you when I fall short, Lord, just so you can forgive me. Lord, I pray for each person here and each person listening online, Lord, that, uh, that they also come to you with a humble heart, Lord, that they... Uh, they put your, all their trust in you. Again, trust in you that uh, will never reap disappointment. Lord, I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.